Staff. Hey guys, how you doing? This holiday. Oh, I get. I suppose. <clears throat> I'm sorry. This is how it goes. Good morning, evening, or afternoon. You're listening to Freestyle Friday. I'm your host, Holiday. I am coming back to you for the second time around with Amy and Joe to finish off our conversation about their 20 year relationship as entrepreneurs. Alright, so we are going to start in phase three of this whole conversation that we had, and it's just going to kick off as a continuation from last week. Here it in. What's up? It's Heavy D. Every podcast, we want to come to you with topics that you want to hear about, but that's just it. We don't know what you want to hear about unless you let us know on Facebook at DistractNet, on Twitter at Distract underscore net, on our website, www.distractionnetwork.com, or email us at thedistractionnetwork at gmail.com. And we are back. This is a marathon. We had, what, 51 minutes? Oh, my goodness. Ish. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're, we're still in your careers. Um... What, as a collective, is your biggest fears as entrepreneurs? Oh, it's purely, like, the biggest fear is financial. Like, you just, you know, there's no guarantees of anything. You're the one that makes it happen. Right. And so, and and especially when you have employees, you're like, oh, I've got to make payroll every week. I've got to make sure that those people are taken care of and I got to make sure there's business for them to do and 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 uh that's so why everyone sits around why everyone goes to work knowing that if they show up to work they're going to get paid whatever they're going to get paid as an entrepreneur you have to look out and make sure the business is there the finances is there to take care of them and also take care of yourself yeah so your biggest fear is to is that one day you're going to wake up and be like uh oh Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's and not the, coming like it was. There's there, you know, every once in a while you'll have like a cash flow thing where, for whatever reason, it feels like nobody's paying their bill on time, or you know, there it, it, it you everything always works out. It has right. historically. Do you have fixers for that? I'm sorry. Do you have fixers? Do you have fixers that, that goes up to owners of businesses? Houses at uh, night, no, that no. door and break their fingers. I, I did pay. have a collect- <laughs> I did have a collections agency <laughs> that I hired years ago for for this uh, one client who racked up this huge bill and then literally disappeared. Wow! He just walked out of his office, left everything in his office, and it was gone. That was the only time I ever got that screwed over something okay. um, where I had to call in a collections a- agency, uh, but. No, most of my clients are pretty uh, respectable. Cool. Cool. Same for you? I think so. I think his is slightly different because his main concern is always his employees and making sure that they are taken care of and have a job. Um, Mine, you know, we share an assistant. I pay her per closing. So if I don't have a closing, um, she doesn't get her bonus. Okay. Okay. 
mine is financial as well. It's it's that the market would tank again and you know, we would be in a situation, but we 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 talk about it quite a bit and have kind of a plan B in place, you know. Um even if I wasn't selling at the level that I'm selling now, I, if I was selling one house a month, okay. we could maintain. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we wouldn't be going on great vacations, but um, we're not buying new cars. We're not buying another house. We're not refinancing our home. We live within our means, and uh, we aren't so far out from 2008, 9, and 10 that we don't remember what that right could be like so um there's no guarantees in real estate and that's kind of how we live they say they live in in their means but they have a tushy a what a tushy what is that the bidet oh oh that was twenty dollars on amazon uh, what the greatest twenty dollars you could spend <laughs> <laughs> i could probably go into business and be a bidet salesman oh man i, I um no, I, 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 I wish they let me do a commercial for them it's the greatest <laughs> thing ever Sparkling booty. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's a level of clean, especially as a man, that you just can't get without one. Okay, enough. Mm-hmm. I was um, I, I brought that up to my wife. I was like, "Baby, we need to get a bidet." She called me all kind of uh, derogatory, non- terms. non-masculine names, mm-hmm. and then I did. She talk to you about it or something? No. Okay, she talked to somebody. Because all of a sudden it flipped and she's like, we should get one. <laughs> well, I will say I was very anti because we redid our master bathroom and it's all white and gray marble right. and it's super pretty. And I was like, I do not want shit water in my gorgeous white and gray bathroom. Um, it's just a little bit of brown. No. <laughs> you can wipe it down. No. Uh, but I will say it does. It is. It is nice. It is nice. But you know that water is. It comes um, in handy when you need water, it. Right? Well, yes. And, and you know, it stays within the toilet bowl. I'll that say works. that. I mean, yeah. it, unless you do like I did and stand in front of it and turn it on. <laughs> you, know, you know I did that at the football party, right? I do. I walked out like, man, I look like I peed on myself. And we've been drinking, and people that drink pee on themselves. Yes. I'm well, like, you could flip it two ways. One way will spray you in the butt, and the other, so you need to be like sitting on the toilet. And the other way you turn it will spray the bowl. So it will clean the bowl, too. What? Yes. It's multi purpose. Mm. Yeah. 20 bucks, Amazon.com. I can't wait. I, I actually sold one of those to a client of mine, like last, not last week, two weeks ago. She was asking about it, and I showed her the exact same one I have on. I was like, this is what you need to get. This is how our our podcast becomes 56 (laughs) minutes, and we haven't even gotten to part And we're talking about (laughs) our butts, (laughs) which to me is much more entertaining than talking about work. Let's talk about our butts. Yeah, let's talk about booties. (laughs) (laughs) As a couple with children, what's the biggest distraction you needed to overcome? To continue to be great in your professions. I'd like to answer this. All right. Because honestly, I was mostly responsible for the kids when they were little. Now, right. our kids are 19 and 15, so it's been a long time since they were high maintenance. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're still high maintenance, but in a different way. 
um, for me. So Joe, Joe was the breadwinner. So no matter what, if there was an issue with the kids, it was my problem. And I was okay. happy to take that on because that, that is the situation that we had set up for ourselves. But when I started going out into um, the workforce and really like working a lot, it, I set my schedule so that I was in the office from the hours of 8 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. when it was time for me to go pick my kids up from school. Right. And if you knocked on my door and you didn't have something serious to say, I was kicking you out of my office mm-hmm. because I needed those hours to be high, high producing hours. Right. Um, and when I got my kids, we would go home. I'd do stuff with my kids. And I would work from home, but I would kind of work from my couch. So it was very loose. And I mm-hmm. could be with my kids. And, you know, I um, – the one of the reasons that I chose this career is because you really can be flexible, especially once you get to a certain point in your career. And you can set your schedule up in a way that works for you. Right. Um, and so – you know, it kind of just stayed the the way that we had set it up where, I mean, he definitely, there were days where like, I remember one time I had a buyer coming into town. Keegan woke up with an earache. He could not go to school. And Joe ended up having to reschedule his whole life because I couldn't. My people came in from like California or Rhode Island or something. So definitely it was a huge amount of teamwork. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just knew like priority number one is my kids and being there for my kids and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing so when I have time where they're at school like I'm doing every single thing I can to make that productive time okay I I was kind of I'm kind of like that too I um let my wife take I can work from home Mm -hmm. I'm like nah wife (laughs) could you could you handle that well, and with six kids, I think it would be different. Yeah, you know. But I know how it is when I come home and work from home because yeah. I have the, all these other things that I do, and I just end up walking around doing everything at the same time. So. Right, right, right. Okay, Joe. Anything different for you? Um, I I mean, it's always the biggest challenge has always been trying to because neither of our schedules are set. Right. I like that. It's like it's that. really always every day is it is a like all right you're doing what what we're trying to While you're coordinate your constantly like and 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 the you know it's hard calendars. to be yes yeah and it's hard to be set in your ways because things change constantly throughout the day like our my schedule changes regardless of any uh, situations it just just changes as the day goes on but so do you, you get your run in at the same time every day. My run, oh, it goes at crazy times. He I mean, has an exercise schedule though that is 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 like he several years ago set his priority on his health, and Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday he runs, okay. and that's it. And Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday he does yoga, and that's it. And he might not do the four thirty class, but he'll do the six thirty class. You know, um, so yeah, there's definitely got to be a level of flexibility there just with your schedule <laughs> yoga flexibility yes oh, and, yeah. and with yoga oh my uh, goodness with the puns here i know i said but, yeah. i was gonna um this year is my healthy year but i actually kick it in high gear in um june when i graduate so. it's yeah, uh, I, my only advice on any kind of health kick is diet first then once you get that once you get that magic recipe for yourself because mm-hmm. everybody's b- body is different everybody's needs are different everybody uh, is going to react differently to whatever they p- 
pursue. So once you right. figure that out, then start doing the physical stuff because it's hard. You could have a negative reaction if you start running real hard and you're not eating right. You, you might not. You might be hurting yourself. Yeah, you yeah. might set yourself up for injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm down thirty this year. Nice. So yeah, twenty five for me. Woohoo! Um, back to your question though about like. <laughs> You Off know. to another tangent. Well, yeah, but with the kids, our fear has never been financial with them. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, we um, has it been for you? It hasn't been for me. Uh, it depends. It it, it always it's well, always a thing in my head because of just the way I was raised. Well, and I think <laughs> we set ourselves yeah. up financially too, where he has certain you know his his share of bills have to do with household and my share of bills have to do with kids okay so i pay for college yeah. that's what whoa that's what's happening yeah so she's very happy now that mckenzie's I'm no so longer so happy tell my wife about that <laughs> well i'm so happy because mckenzie has switched from a $65,000 a year school to a $11,000 a year school so mm. And she has lots of great scholarships, so it was it was uh, wasn't a problem to begin with. But that's something we just set that expectation years ago, and that has never wavered. And that's good. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Um, I think we already covered this, but I just want to make sure. Um, as business owners, laws in that the laws that are made locally, and that the way that you're able to make money. So. Um, how important do you think voting locally is to your community? That's funny. I had this conversation earlier today with somebody, uh, because you know we got into a conversation. Same person who was telling me that you know she was boycotting Nike. Mm-hmm. We got into a political discussion, and I said, you know, at the end of the day, the most important voting that you can do is in your local elections. Those right. are the people that affect you directly. Um, you know, we pay a lot of attention to kind of the reality show version of politics where, you know, oh, he said this and she said she did that and he stands for this. And she, right. But in the reality, it's the local people that are getting the roads built. They're mm-hmm. approving, you know, all these uh, developments in their They're the ones changing tax laws locally and. Right. and so it is I think it's very important now for my business it doesn't really my business is not heavily regulated at all I mean it was never a problem I never faced any kind of issue except for like the local tax offices I feel Mm -hmm. like every year make some sort of major mistake right (laughs) and they come like you'll pay a bill and then six months later they'll be like you didn't pay and we're like here's the receipt and they're like oh yeah you did sorry about that and you're like (laughs) and, and you sit there scratching your head going Who's who, who's in charge over there? Who's yeah. that incompetent? Yeah, and then you know, so that kind of stuff you pay attention to. But I think Amy's way more affected by laws. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, she has to have a, a lawyer uh, as part of her company that they have to lean on constantly just to make sure that they don't get sued or that their clients don't get sued. Right. Um, and and uh, the, the, she definitely has more of a a legal she, there's a lot more legally binding yeah. uh regulations around home ownership and and real estate you know but mine is mostly federal yeah okay not not as much local i'll say 
uh, Realtor has something called RPAC. Um, mm-hmm. Is it kind of like Tupac? Kind of. Okay. <laughs> just not as good. Um, definitely, and definitely worse tattoos. <laughs> yes. Um, but they actually vet the local candidates, and then they see who's really on the side of the realtor and the homeowner in the area. Okay. And then they, they put that person in front of us and say, hey, you should vote for this person. Now, I tend to buck against that a little bit sometimes just because okay. my natural um, inclination is to go maybe against authority a little bit. But generally speaking, when you do start to actually research these candidates, they are concerned about the the things that are going to affect homeowners, really, truly affect them okay. personally. So for, for one thing, flood insurance, that's a federal a massive federal issue mm-hmm. that affects us as Charlestonians in a very local way. And if we don't have politicians locally that are willing to stand up and do something about flood insurance on a federal level, okay, we have a major problem. All right. Yeah. You know, here where you are, your house doesn't flood, but your streets will. Yeah. Okay. So how many years are we going to wait until the water comes up into your garage and then how many years are we going to wait until the water comes up into your living room you know eventually that's going to happen with the way the climate is changing we need people at the local level who are aware of the issues that we face and i'm talking about street by street um and are willing to go to washington and you know work on our behalf to get a solution for homeowners where flood insurance is affordable. Right. So that's how it affects me. I stand on it. I I was telling um, someone earlier this week that is, is the way that we vote. Now we have to realize that we're not a small town anymore. These are not small towns. The the county's growing. So we have to make sure that the people that we vote for are um, legitimate or, have some experience in growth. Yeah. So hire someone that used to live in a big city that lives here now that's running as a politician um, to be on the council or something like that, they might just be better than someone that, that's been here the whole time because they see patterns and they've seen those changes. So, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I was asking. Yeah. yeah. And it's definitely – it's it's important to um, pay attention to – somebody you might ignore because you have to cross party lines when you vote locally yes. right yes because i mean we live in an area that's highly one-sided mm-hmm. politically i mean a lot of times they don't even get um anybody contesting their 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 run for office right you, you see that a lot so you know you've got to make a choice that's based on their actual what they can do for you and and that mm-hmm. means well, Dancing with the devil. <laughs> you know, last year I was the president of the North Area Top Producer Club, which is a group of top producing realtors on the north side of town. So North Charleston, Somerville, Goose Creek, Hanahan, Monk's mm-hmm. Corner. Um, and we had Appalachian Trail. What's his name? Sanford. Sanford. We had Sanford come in and speak to our group. We had right. Katie Arrington come in and speak to our group. Now, that's mm-hmm. two big hitters. Right. And you know who didn't come in and speak to our group? Joe the, Cunningham. Uh, yeah. Because nobody wanted him to. Wow. Okay. 
I should maybe I shouldn't say nobody wanted him to, but okay. nobody had that connection, uh-huh. and lots of people had the Appalachian Trail and Katie Arrington connection. <laughs> the Appalachian Trail, <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you what they were both uh, extremely nice people. They gave their time, and they actually really discussed with the group the things that they thought were important to realtors, and it was it was very informative, but it was it was very one sided. Mm-hmm. So. See now on the flip side when I went and ran the Avondale 5K. There you go. Joe Cunningham was there. I okay. stood right next to him when yeah. he gave, addressed no, the crowd. That, that is, <laughs> I, you know, no, that, I love Joe Cunningham. I voted for Joe Cunningham. I think he's very middle of the of the uh, line, and um, I wish that somebody had pushed to have him come in and speak. You know, right. but that's kind of what we face. That is kind of what we face. Um, you know, and kind of like what we were just talking about with growth, there's mm-hmm. a lot happening, especially in Berkeley County. Yes. Um, you know, with the supervisor position, and there's just a lot. Yeah. Um, and if you're not at least somewhat aware of that, you're doing yourself a disservice mm-hmm. because it affects you. It affects your taxes. It affects the things that are coming into the county. Um, or things that haven't, like a fire department. Exactly. <laughs> And, you know, P.S., if you had a fire department closer, you know how that would affect your monthly payments? It would lower them because your insurance would go down. Your homeowners would. It's time to get the fire department. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, (laughs) I didn't think I'd have much to say about that, but I guess I did. Sorry. (laughs) All right, fun question. How was Paris? Oh. If you could take European travel and get rid of the travel part of getting there and Mm -hmm. getting home... It would. Uh, it was so nice, but there was so much stress bookending it. Mm-hmm. Uh, partly because she hates to fly. How was? How long is the flight? It's oh. about six and a half hours there, and about eight and a half hours back okay. um, from Philly. We flew from Philly. The long flights were great, super smooth. You know, there's so much that can go wrong on a plane, mm-hmm. including like just dumbass passengers. You know. So I'm like, this plane seats like how many people do you think that a uh, uh, Airbus 330 seats like 250, mm-hmm. 300? Maybe. At least it wasn't a what 747 max. 737. I made 737 sure. Um, <laughs> but you know how do you get like the odds of having 300 people act right, like totally right <laughs> is zero. Six and a half. I mean, it did it happen? Oh, oh yeah. both ways, what? no problems. That's what's up. Not yeah. that we saw anyway. But we, you know, I was very particular to book my seats in a certain way. So there we, you know, we had an aisle and a window right next to each other and on the wing. And we just had a great time. Honestly, Europe is so interesting. Their politics are super interesting right now, too. We heard some people saying how they hate that country. And I thought, oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. Um, It's almost like being on a different planet when you're there. Mm. Just the ornate, the architecture is just so unbelievable you really can't even explain it the people were lovely so nice there was one time we were standing in the subway like looking at the two directions which way should we go and this old woman comes up to us and she's speaking fast in French and I'm like no 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 we don't we don't speak French well. Right. That's the wrong language. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we you know, we kinda gave her the look like, no, no, no. And then she started to try to speak English to us and she was like, You need to go to the left. 
Um, we didn't even ask her for help. She just saw us standing there. So don't let anybody tell you that the French people are not nice or polite. Mm-hmm. We honestly, did you have the best trip ever? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it was amazing. Ooh. Was it better than Australia? Oh, yeah. Be honest. No, I'm joking. In, Austral- <laughs> in, in Australia, my accommodations most nights were in a tent. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, holiday. Our last hotel, because I was like, for the last two nights, I'm really going to go like high end, you know? For the most of the trip, I did like $160 a night, which mm-hmm. actually could get you a really nice um, boutique hotel, um, which we loved our boutique hotel for the first four nights. It was my favorite. It okay. had leopard print walls. I didn't see that picture. I'll show it to you <laughs> later. It, it, that, that place was pretty The beds cool. were super comfortable. Location was amazing. The last hotel, the whole, uh, oh, it was bougie. That was the one with the marble floors? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I love yeah. that. that I, was, I, I, was, I was looking at that in the shower, and oh. I was like, wait a minute. I need a new bathroom. Uh, <laughs> I, said, oh, bathroom. I said, let's redo the bathroom. It was great. We but had a wonderful time. It was, it, that was funny because we stayed there at the tail end of the trip. and It was over the weekend, and it was right off the, the Champs-Élysées. And that night that we got to the hotel, we're walking down. Um, and it's like the main drag. It's kind of like the Park Avenue. Yeah, of, we were going. Paris. Okay. And it looks, like, it looks like they're boarding up for a hurricane. They're boarding up all the storefronts. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what's going on? It was because the um, the protests that have been going on, it was the 19th week in a row of protests that okay. they had, the, the yellow vest protests, which um, are extremely interesting because they're, no, they're not assigned to any political movement. It's purely just like working class people fed up with the rising cost of living uh, mm-hmm. and and I the separation between like the 1% and the 99%. So it's more of like a... They're very anti-Macron, though. Very extremely. Yeah. yeah. So it's not. It is definitely associated with the political movement, but but they're not. They got a little cray while we were there. The first weekend we were there, they went crazy. So we saw like burned out um, Vespas and and, yeah, yeah, rocks thrown through windows. So they boarded that thing up like Hurricane Hugo was about to roll through town. Yeah. So that following weekend, the Macron called in five thousand military police. I mean. People it could have gone real bad. Yeah, it, it didn't. So it the was block, okay. the block that our hotel was on, was completely mm-hmm. closed mm. to traffic. So I, I went out running that morning. I was like, "What?" I was afraid that I wouldn't even be able to leave the block because there was police everywhere, and and it's like intimidating because they're sitting there holding, you know, like assault right. like, like rifles. And you like, know what I was wearing holiday camo. Yeah, an actual <laughs> assault rifle. <laughs> <I think. laughs> I was and, wearing yeah. my camo jacket because it was so nice out, and that's the lighter jacket that I had. So right. yeah. I was like, you know, hey, you might mistake me with my uh, lash extensions and beach waved hair for a military policewoman, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Today was supposed to be the, the Brexit day, and it didn't happen again. Man. And they, they can't get it together. We, got, we were supposed to go to London during that week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had sk- – we had – booked a hotel we booked tickets on the uh, Eurostar and we went showed up at the train station they were like oh it's gonna be about a six hour wait your train's been canceled and wow. uh you might not make it because mm. the French customs were protesting in preparation for Brexit to show people what it would be like if Brexit happens right so you and about uh, on the so 
the border that they're trying to figure out where the border's going to be? Well, they're they're you know, England wants to pull out of the European Union, so it would make travel between France and England a lot more difficult. Right. Uh, so they were trying to like make an example of like. This is what this it's going to be like. Feel like. It was a very yeah. expensive example for us. I'll oh yeah, <laughs> they and did it was, refund. It was miserable. The Eurostar did refund us, but okay. we had hotel accommodations in London that we, of course, did not meet. Mm. Um, they gave us one night back, which was nice. We were going to stay at the Rubens at the Palace, which was right across wow. the street from the Palace, so we didn't get to do that. And then we had booked a ticket for the uh, London Eye uh, with champagne. Mm. It would have been a nice break. It would have been a nice break, but I'm going to tell you what. Instead of going to London, we ended up going to the Sacred Heart Basilica in Paris, which we would not have gotten to see. Mm -hmm. And that was, I think, my favorite thing that we did the whole time. That was the artwork that you got to stand inside? No. That was That was amazing, too. too. Um, That was called uh, Tellier de Lumiere. So much amazing stuff. That was crazy. See, I've went, I've been, I was going to ask you this. So you said a five-hour plane trip. Yeah. Eight day boat trip. Which one would you take? Because I took oh, the boat trip. Eight day boat trip for me. Okay. Is it now? Okay. Is it a cruise ship? It was a navy ship. Oh no! I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I'm, I I want to be plush or fast. So if it's a navy ship versus an airplane, then I'm going to go on the airplane. But you have to understand, like I have a true phobia of flying. It's okay. not just like oh I don't like it. Um, I drug up in a massive way. And even then, it still just takes the edge off. Um, mm. I hate it. I, I just, at 9-11, we could see the towers from our house in New York. We could see the Twin oh, Towers. Oh, is that what started it with you? It didn't start it. I, I never liked to fly. Mm-hmm. 9-11 set me over the edge. Okay. And I've never been able to come back. But I feel kind of like, okay, now I've flown to Europe, so I could probably do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, have you ever, like, overcome, like, a real true fear because i was like there's no way i can get on this plane yeah, and do i got this. married so yeah well <laughs> that, i don't know about that you might want to edit that one out yeah does kelly listen to this no kelly don't listen to anything oh good <laughs> i right. want to edit that out too <laughs> all right so let's end this on a nice note Look each other in the eyes and tell each other one thing you appreciate about each other. Hold on. Let me move this little filter thing. Do you want to go first? I'll go first. Um, There's a lot of things that I appreciate about appreciate I, about I Joe. said one, though. I said one. Do I only have to do one? <laughs> Look at the time on this thing. Okay. so <laughs> We're on like hour four. Um, I don't know. There's not a lot of... Um, uncertainty with you it, there's a lot of uncertainty in a lot of other areas of my life and so that's one thing that I appreciate about you but you're also very honest like if he doesn't like something I'm wearing he'll tell me mm-hmm. and if he so then so then when he does like something I'm wearing I know that he really likes it and I must look really good because if he doesn't like it he'll be like uh, maybe something else would be better um Anyway, I won't go off on 14 things, but I like the <laughs> stability that you provide. Oh, I I truly, this is, it's just popped in my head, so I'll just say it. I, I like her 
sense of morality. In other words, she He's is always just said that though. That's not. But new. she is such a good person, and and she is a good person not because she's afraid of any consequences. Mm-hmm. She's a good person because it's the right thing to do to be a good person. Right. Like she's she's just she doesn't need a set of rules to tell her, hey, this is what's the right. This is how how to act. She just knows how to act. Cool. And well, it 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 really it it's inspiring to be around someone like that. So we're gonna do this again because she told us what you appreciate about her. Now you need to hurt oh. you appreciate <laughs> about her. <laughs> I appreciate that when I said that I like that underwear that you were wearing one time that you went and replaced all your underwear with the same kind. That's a true story. How's that? That's and I said that to her. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I aim to please. So I'm red over here now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you, can I say this too? Yes, go ahead. I replaced all my underwear, but every time I still wear that one particular pair, he's all the time like, oh my God, I love these underwear. There's like almost nothing different about them than the stuff I, the other things that I bought. But for some reason, that one pair he just loves. <laughs> you don't have to qualify. <laughs> I'm easily triggered by this underwear. <laughs> I like that. See, this is how you do twenty years. <laughs> I'm excited about that. Oh, All right, guys. Um, plug your stuff. Amy. Pluggables. Oh well, um, my real estate team is called Neenstead King and Associates. My partner's Rachel King. She's amazing, and our website is nkarealestate.com. It's a beautiful website. You can search the entire MLS. My Instagram is at Amy Latex. Latex Generation. Oh, all the way back around. Yes, I'm the Yoko Ono of Latex Generation. Um, so it's A-M-Y-L-8-X. And I don't do Twitter because I'm I'm up to my eyeballs in social media as it is. I figured, do you? Joe? All right. Well, uh, IT company is charlestontechsupport.com. That's pretty easy. It's long, but it's easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, photo company is JWN. JWN is in Neenstead photo.com. JWN photo. Ooh, the end I came up with my head. <laughs> <laughs> he meant to say Nutella. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hazelnut's delicious. Um, yeah, and then uh, on social media, Joe Latex, J O E L, the number eight X. So, okay. and I do do Twitter, but I. I'm not as active. I'm more of a lurker on Twitter, okay. but Instagram, I, I, I definitely am more active on. Cool. Well, guys, you know, you can find all of my stuff on www.distractionnetwork.com. There you can find our Twitter links um, to distract underscore net. Uh, my Twitter feed is holiday 4000. You can no longer follow me on Instagram. And no need to try to find me on Facebook. Because so, <laughs> I'm getting rid of all of that very soon. So, um, until then, guys, take care. Be safe. Holla. I'm focused on that finish line. Developing a strong mind. Years ago, they stopped making my kind. Yeah, I lose sleep, but it's alright because I'm on the grind.